to a special bonus episode of Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we break down all the news about Star Wars Galaxy Edge that has come out in the last two weeks, including the surprise opening dates. Find all episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. Connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at WDWDeciphered, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we weren't originally planning to cover this news, but you probably have seen that in the last uh, week or so, a lot of news came out from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland because a select group of journalists got the chance to kind of put on some hard hats and go into the construction site and to see what was going on. Um, We had initially planned not to cover it, but today as we were recording, um, Disney made the announcement that Star Wars Galaxy Edge will be opening on May 31st in Disneyland and on August 29th in Walt Disney World. And so Uh, We're just too excited, so we decided we had to talk about it, so we just hit the record button. Yes. So, yeah, this was super unexpected, I would say. I mean, obviously, as a West Coaster was following the Disneyland news very, very closely, the rumors very closely, and everyone was thinking the third weekend of June was going to be the opening at Disneyland. And certainly the rumors have been all over the map for Disney World. People have thought maybe as late as mid-December when they were talking about late fall, and then they were thinking maybe before Thanksgiving. And so August 29th for Walt Disney World is incredibly surprising. But of course, there's a hitch, right, Joe? What's the hitch? So they have decided to open Star Wars Galaxy Edge in phases, uh, which means that at open, May 31st and August 29th, respectively, there will be only one attraction running, and that will be the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Meanwhile, it seems like they are going to need a couple months to get Rise of the Resistance to work the way that they wanted to. And my understanding is that Smuggler's Run is the lower capacity of the two attractions. Is that right, Joe? I think so in the sense that, you know, you only have six people in a ride vehicle at once and they only have a certain number of pods. However, you know, from what was coming out of that news from that Disneyland press preview, it does seem like that Smuggler's Run is more of a um, experience in the queue. Like eventually you get shuttled into this area. Oh, I should say... um Spoilers, obviously. So if you don't want to know anything about Star Wars Galaxy Edge, uh, we'll see you next episode. Um, but yeah, so Smuggler's Run, you go through the queue and then eventually you end up inside the Millennium Falcon, like, you know, where they play hollow chess, you know, kind of that dining area. Um, and so you can just kind of walk around and explore that area while you're waiting. And then they call your groups in six by six. Um, and so, you know, something similar to the Jimmy Fallon queue at Universal Studios, where you're kind of just wandering around. You're not like, necessarily lining up so yes i think it has lower capacity but you know i think it's designed in a way that your queue experience is kind of part of the overall experience because you know who has not wanted to hang on the millennium falcon before totally totally but but yeah this is this was really surprising to me um to to see this opening in phases i mean it certainly will be interesting to see how it affects crowd levels um i think that you know, everybody's sort of been waiting for this this news to drop and ready to book their vacations. And there's sort of a little bit of a of a reaction of of maybe like, oh, well, 
should I book now and or should I wait until both rides are open? That's that's definitely the the question that I think a lot of Disney super fans are asking themselves. And, uh, you know, I think that might be intentional on Disney's part, like perhaps to suppress some of the crowds that are expected by not offering everything up, you know, front and center. Of course, the real reason could be that there are some technical difficulties with Rise of the Resistance and they needed more time. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Like, so what do you make of this kind of announcement of opening in phases? Do you think it's because they need extra time for that ride and they just don't want to wait? Like, do they want extra money from us now? Um, and, you know, what what is your kind of theory for why this is happening? Yeah, I think there are several different reasons. I mean, I think money, of course, is probably driving this. And you and I listen to the same Disney podcast and Disney news sources, Joe. And I think the conventional wisdom has been that a lot of people are delaying their trips until these lands are open and that hotel bookings have been soft. And so the the more that Disney can move this up to earlier and get some guests in the door who have been postponing, you know, three months earlier than maybe was initially expected for Disney World, at least, then, you know, the more money they make and the more people like you and I have to plan two trips now to see the first ride and then (laughs) go back and see the second ride. I mean, I'm not sure I'm doing that for Disney World, but I certainly am going to be doing that for Disneyland since it's so close to me. We we have the hard jobs, you know, Leslie, having to go twice. I know, I know. But realistically, but I, it I is, I mean, realistically, <laughs> it is, you know, kind of annoying. It's like, do you wait like an extra six months for everything to be open or do you check it out um, part by part? And I think it's annoying if you had planned to, say, go to Walt Disney World in September, which is normally like a pretty dead time. Um, you know, all of a sudden, no one thought that Star Wars Galaxy Edge would be open on August 29th at all. Like, you know, the earliest people thought might be like October. And that was kind of like a running joke. Um, And so, you know, if you were planning to go in September, you already have your hotels booked and your flights booked. Now, all of a sudden, there's going to be an extra crush of crowds, um, at least at Hollywood Studios. But you know, that'll increase the crowds all overall everywhere. And so, you know, I can see how that could be annoying to some people, um, some kind of, you know, your average guests who had planned their vacations. Yeah, I think there were definitely a lot of people who were trying to dodge Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and were booking vacations in advance of sort of the when they thought the opening dates were going to be and who now may be not so happy with Disney for these earlier opening dates. I mean, I myself, I have a trip in early October um, for a conference and it never occurred to me in a million years that it would be open for me on that trip. I was just hoping for Skyliner and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I was going to be content with those two new openings during my visit in October. But now that trip just got totally different for me. Um, I was furiously booking hotel rooms as soon as the news came out um, for additional days on either end. And luckily, I was early enough that the prices hadn't skyrocketed. But you know, for anybody who's who's thinking about a fall Disney vacation, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, speculative hotel booking for people. Go ahead and make your own speculative hotel booking yourself if this is even on the table. And this changes the crowds for things like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. The demand, those tickets are already on sale for the fall. And some of those may sell out quicker now because people may now plan vacations for fall that we're not planning on coming. So this this is a game changer for for everything. That's a great point. I didn't think of that. So I guess we now know why uh, they started selling Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party tickets on uh, January 2nd or however. That's right. 
Yeah, this was way earlier than they ever seemed had crazy before. At the time. So they knew seemed crazy at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good reminder. Um, you'll have to excuse me. I wasn't necessarily planning to see you at that conference, but now maybe I'm going to have to uh, change my plan. So, Felix, so that's uh, right. you talk. We're I'm going to go search for some hotels. No, I'm just kidding. I'll do this after. But I, I think that is a <laughs> important thing to note. You really should, especially if you plan to go to Disneyland. I know we're mostly a Disney World podcast, but if you want to go check it out at Disneyland, um, if you are in one of the Disneyland hotels, so that's Paradise Pier, Grand Californian, Disneyland Hotel. Leslie, what am I missing? You're the Disneyland expert. Those are the three. You got them, Joe. Good job. So if you have a reservation there, then you'll get a kind of guaranteed entry into Star Wars Galaxy Edge. If not, um, until June 23rd, you are going to need a reservation at Disneyland to get into Star Wars Galaxy Edge. For Disney World, you don't need a reservation, but same kind of idea. If you want to get... Oh, actually, no. I was going to say if you want to get Fast Passes, you're going to want to stay on site. But here's also a bit of news that um, kind of... you know this. It was like drinking from a fire hose of news today. So we apologize as uh, we kind of unfire hose out into uh, this recording. But the news came out that Smuggler's Run is not going to have Fast Pass at either parks for opening. So, you know, you don't need that 60-day uh, window for your Disney hotel. But you might want somewhere to stay because I'm sure the demand is going up quickly. And they did announce that at Disney World, uh, Smuggler's Run is going to be open for extra magic hours. So that's a reason to stay on site so that you can have that early access. Um, because I, I can't imagine what the lines are going to be like, especially with there only being one attraction. I mean, that that is what is surprising to me is how this is all going to work. I mean, they'll obviously have capacity restrictions at Disneyland into, into the land itself, but... I don't know what's going to happen at Disney World. I mean, I guess I'm sure they're going to learn a lot from what happens at Disneyland before August 29th and things could change. But yeah, we don't know how realistically it's going to work with there being no reservation times and it's just going to be a flood of people, I guess, going into the land until they close it for space uh, restrictions. Yeah. And it does sound like from everything I'm reading is – just like Pandora, you really are feeling like you're transported into a different world. So I think, again, like Pandora, the land itself is going to be an attraction. So I kind of think in my mind that Pandora is three attractions. It's two rides and just the chance to walk around um, and explore the land on your own. Star Wars Galaxy Edge is going to be the same. I think people are going to enjoy wandering around Batu, the planet of Batu, um, and Black Spire Outpost. Um, you know, it's just going to be amazing to just walk around. I'm sure you're going to be bumping elbows with a lot of people, but I think that's, you know, part of the, part of the charm. And from everything I hear, the way that they've set up the way you are exploring Black Spire Outpost and the kind of Millennium Falcon reveal, um, I hear it's a bit of a religious experience uh, if you are a big Star Wars fan. That's what I hear too. So I guess we still have a lot of questions coming out of this news because this, yeah, this news has been unexpected and weird in the way it's come out. But I mean, I I guess I still question whether everything else in the land is going to be fully open as of these opening dates. I mean, the reports that came out of that press trip last week were that, you know, Disneyland was still very much a construction site. So, you know, are all the merchandise stalls going to be open or all the, the food locations going to be open? I, I mean, I hope so if this is the opening date, but 
that obviously could affect crowds and I guess demand for for this attraction if if further news comes out in the coming days and weeks about other things not being available. Yeah, I'm I'm I mean part of me is like okay, Disney is not going to let people in if there's still like kind of construction going on. Cuz if you think about it, you know, I think it'll really kind of take away from the experience. Although I guess I guess a outpost might have this construction going on. So maybe you can sell it that way. But in terms of the immersiveness, to me, it feels like if it's not going to be done, I'm not sure why Disney is doing this. So my guess is that it's going to be mostly done, at least the kind of framework. But then, yeah, there's a lot of questions about, you know, I think there's like five different places where you can get things to eat. Like some of them are quick service restaurants. Some of them are just like kind of stands. So like to me, it just makes no sense to not have all of those open, especially because, you know, you're going to have just like a lot of people waiting around. There's a lot of crazy merchandise. Um, apparently you can, I'm not sure this, I never, I was never sure that this would be open for opening day, but apparently you can make your own droid. Um, and there's obviously like lightsabers you can make and all this crazy stuff. So, you know, there's a, if they can open that all, then the land will definitely eat a lot of people. But if it's not all open, then, you know, I think they run the risk of, you know, people being like, wow, this isn't even finished. Why are we even here? So what do you think? You think it's going to be finished? Yeah, I think it's going to be mostly finished. If I was a betting woman, I would say that the merchandise is going to be the thing that is unveiled in stages. I mean, that's always the case for special events at Disney. Sometimes the the shipment didn't come from China in time and uh, things come, you know, a couple of weeks into different festivals and special events. So I think that is my guess is that, Maybe not all the merch will be available on opening day, especially at Disneyland. I mean, there's probably more time for Disney World, but I just can't imagine all the merchandise is ready to go by end of yeah, day. And that's just my guess. <laughs> I mean, there are people who are crazy about merchandise. So every time they release new merchandise, they'll just go back. So yeah, that's right. So you have to get these people coming back week after week. And and I mean, I think most of them are annual pass holders, but yeah. So a um, couple of other miscellaneous things that we learned about. It looks like Smuggler's Run is going to have a height minimum of 38 inches. Rise of the Resistance, whenever that comes out, is going to have a height minimum of 40 inches. Uh, what else do we miss from like our, all these announcements? We might as well just kind of laundry list them here. I think we've got it all. I think we have so far. I, I do want to go on record. When do you think we should make our predictions? When do you think that Rise of the Resistance is going to open in both parks? Hmm. I think they said end of year. There's there was a hint. They said something about opening later this year in the press release on the Disney Parks blog. I think I I, I think I would say like September October for Disneyland. That'd be my guess. If you're going to delay it, uh, that means you definitely need like kind of like a lot of time. I think they don't want to run into the flight of passage situation where like the ride vehicles kept overheating and you know that's what led to like the six hours waits so i think they're going to try to troubleshoot that since they have something open already um so i'm going to say september october for disneyland and then yeah i think you know if they get it right right for disneyland they should be able to do it in a month or two uh, for disney world because my impression was that the delay of opening disney world was just like the general overall construction I think the ride vehicles um, for Rise of the Resistance, they should be able to do that. That's inside. They should be able to do most of that um, pretty quickly. Yeah, I was surprised too because I, I, I too had heard that the construction generally was just way behind at Disney World, but they clearly paid some overtime and got people to speed up. Yeah, like what? But I, don't, I, I, still, I, 
I'm still a little blown away that they're going to open August 29th. Like, you know, what are they going to do when torrential rainpour hits at 4 p.m. like every day from June through August? Like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, that could slow the construction down. But I, I think at that point it would be more details that they're putting on putting on things. But I mean, I guess, yeah, the, the rainy season is not, is not good. The summer rainy season is not good for construction efforts. Turns out, uh, but two is a water planet. No, who, That's right. who knew, who knew it's a, it's a definite twist. We weren't expecting. Well, well I'll go on record too. So I, I think for Disney world, no question it'll be open. Rise of resistance will be open before Thanksgiving week. That's my, that's my guess. Oh, Disneyland. I think they're going to try sometime in August. They're going to get. I think they're going to try to squeeze in some of the summer crowd demand, if at all possible. When is California's like kind of summer break usually? It's really all over the map. Um, I my kids go back the third week of August, and that's pretty standard for most of California, and also for the other drive markets to Disneyland, Utah, Nevada. Uh, Arizona, those are all sort of somewhere in that range. Nobody goes back super early in August and very few schools go back like after Labor Day, like they do on the East Coast. Got it. So yeah, so maybe maybe early August is a good prediction. All right. I think that about covers it. I mean, there's a ton of news out there. Um, we will link to some of our favorite blog posts, I would say right now. Uh, if you're really interested, you should check out, there's an article in Travel and Leisure by Carly. Uh, is it Wiesel? Yes. Carly Wiesel. She had a great article on travel and leisure. There's also a great LA Times article um, that we'll link to in the show notes. Um, and so, you know, if you can't get enough Star Wars Galaxy Edge news, uh, we'll direct you to those places. We can't get enough ourselves. We're super excited. Um, you know, I think, you know, the funny thing about dropping this announcement, I don't know about you, Leslie, but no one has talked about wait times. Um, and you know, they're going to be terrible, but I think people are like so excited that right now wait times are just you know, not something that's factoring into the conversation. I think it, give it a day or two and that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think now with there only being one ride, at least we only have one wait time <laughs> to have to survive through. So you mean wait time <laughs> but, times uh, two? Yeah. I guess if you want to ride it twice, then you have, then you have to do that again. But I mean, I think that maybe in some ways softens the blow for people because you're not going to be waiting in a four plus hour line two different times on that opening week. Now. I guess so. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that if you put a live cam on uh, Hollywood Studios right now, you can see people lining up already. So True, true. All right. So uh, thanks so much, Leslie. Uh, no Disney do or don't today since we kind of just decided to record this episode last second. Um, I would just say, you know, I don't know. Star Wars Galaxy Edge, it's coming. Get excited. And we'll be there. Eventually. <laughs> I'll be there eventually. <laughs> Leslie might get there a little earlier than I will. Hopefully. We're hoping. Hopefully, yeah. I think I'll be at the Disneyland one. I think there's no way to avoid it, but yeah, you only, you probably only not a, Disney World. Yeah, you only have a couple hours away. And then you'll be in Disney World in October. So, all right. So maybe I should, uh, maybe I will have to make a resolution that I need to get to Disney World before Leslie gets there so she doesn't get to have all the fun. Ooh. <laughs> we'll see. We'll- Competition has begun. All right. So thanks so much for listening to our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news. Um, again, we just you know decided to record this last minute and we're really excited. Thanks so much for listening. If you have things you're excited about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, please contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at www.deciphered, or on Facebook at our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe to us on iTunes, 
um, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. Other than that, thanks so much, Leslie, and I will see you at Black Spire Outpost. Thanks, Joe.